Of course, the Lexus Golden Opportunity sales event is about exceptional offers, but it's also about the luxury of versatility and the freedom of a summer day coming together for you at the perfect moment. Lease the 2019 NX300 all-wheel drive for $369 a month for 36 months with $29.99 to a signing. Experience amazing at your Washington area Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer valid in the Lexus Eastern area only and in September 3rd, 2019. I know, you know, we know why. I know, you know, we know why. You feeling my baseline, feeling my, feeling my baseline. You feeling my baseline, you feeling, you feeling my baseline. Good afternoon. And welcome into Sant Live. You're watching that being said with George and myself, Sammy Jorjour. This is Sports on Tap, and this is episode 481 of That Being Said with George and Sammy Jorjour. I'm your co-host, Sammy Jorjour. And I'm George Jorjour, and we're coming at you live and direct from the Sant Live studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Thank you for tuning in today, whether it be on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube.com slash Sports. This episode is brought to you by Sonshop.com. Visit Sonshop.com for your merch. You'll love them. There's a lot of cool things in there. Viking fans, you got the uh, Kirk Cousins. You like that t-shirts. Uh, those are the hit right now with the Vikings playing some good football. And I want to tell my co-host, Sammy Jorjour, a quick question. Um, you know what this is? This is Sports Radio. Redefine. Welcome in. A um, couple of today's sports topics before we get into our little discussion of L.A. versus Boston sports, because the World Series is going on. There's a lot of big things in both of those cities going on. But let's start with some of this uh, funny stuff that's going on today. Not some funny, some, you know, just real news. Um, first, I'm going to start off with what uh, Ravens safety, Eric Weddle, Weedle, how do you say it exactly? I think Weddle, Weddle. Uh, said about Cam Newton. Huh. He um, compared Cam Newton. When, yeah, I think they're about to play them. This is probably why they, they do they play so he said, uh, Cam Newton is a fast dinosaur. A fast dinosaur? I was like, okay, that's very interesting. It's almost a different type of way of saying like a superhuman or, mm -hmm. um, you know, like some people call LeBron um, I mean, unhuman-like. Yeah, but see, like, but the problem of calling him a dinosaur is like you have to actually look at this in a couple of ways. Dinosaurs were, you know, really big, strong, you know, non-human-like and they're prehistoric, right? So the problem with that is they're extinct. He's a new age. So it's like a, I wouldn't really call him a dinosaur. I'd call him like a robot, a machine from the future. But I don't think a dinosaur makes sense to me. Well, actually, I mean, what you just said makes less sense. A robot. A robot is stiff and can't move very well. It is like... Oh, those are the eh, old robots. Eh, eh. No, new robots are still awkward. He said he has a fast dinosaur, muscular, big, and runs over people. So it's actually a very accurate description to me. I, I don't mean, like it. Yeah, okay. Give me a better one than robot then. Oh, the robot's a bad one too. So Cam Newton is a fast dinosaur, a.k.a. Superman, a.k.a. superhuman. Um, that was a funny, interesting way that he referred to him but he said he's the only one really like him in the league and that's the truth that's true i mean we have other running quarterbacks the russell wilson's of the world you know patrick mahomes mobile you got a bunch of big mobile guys but nobody that really is that you know that like nba kind of player body type that can also play quarterback and run over people yeah i mean cam newton is a he's not your stereotypical quarterback i mean yeah patrick mahomes does go out of a pocket but he's i, I say he's more of a passing quarterback Russell Wilson, same passing quarterback. Yeah, Cam Newton obviously passes more than he runs because he is quarterback. 
But like everyone always describes Cam Newton more of a football player than just a quarterback, just because of the dynamic body size, the dynamic strength, the dynamic legs, and he does look like a su- superhero in his uh, NFL uniform. He really does sometimes. Um, we also have Kobe Bryant on Jimmy Kimmel Live said. Uh, mm-hmm. Jimmy Kimmel, you know, was asking him, would you consider a little Lakers comeback? What's the deal? And obviously, jokingly, a lot of people took this a little too seriously, I think, <laughs> on one of our Instagram posts. And people I, were like, this was obviously a joke. I'm like, yeah, well, obviously. I mean, you know, you should have. I should, we, nobody should have to I, mention it. Yeah, if I joke. have to explain to you it's a joke, you shouldn't that's be, your And problem. then you shouldn't be bothered that, like, you're taking it as a joke, but you don't think other people are taking it. Yeah, exactly. That's your issue. <laughs> so, Kobe said... Well, Jimmy Kimmel said, oh, can you, are you going to go back? They're 0-3. He said, maybe if they go 0-5, I'll come back to the Lakers. And I was thinking, you know, hypothetically, not a good idea really, but it's a cool idea. It would be really cool just to see Kobe one year with LeBron and kind of just maybe, uh, I don't know, people would say, like, put the fire in him. LeBron has killer instincts, whether people like it or not. But it would just be interesting to see Kobe and LeBron, which you didn't really get to see much of. Now, if you're a Lakers fan and you – and you actually believed Kobe on this, you were rooting for them to go 0-5. I mean, I think the whole NBA would actually be rooting for them to go 0-5 so he'd come back. But obviously, it's a joke. Kobe and LeBron playing together would be, I guess, interesting if they were both in their primes. But, I mean, you got to think Kobe Bryant hasn't played competitive basketball now in, what, three years? This would be his third season away from the game? About that. Yeah, so I'm sure Kobe Bryant's not going to come in and, like, be the Kobe Bryant of old. Yeah, he's not going to. Uh, one other thing that I got is about uh, people in Raider Nation. A couple things about mm-hmm. Raider Nation. One, obviously, people are still criticizing John Gruden. Um, apparently, there's a report Gruden's handling of trade irked the players. And I'm starting to, you know, I'm starting to get on John Gruden's side a little bit because. I'm getting tired of everybody being so soft. Players are like, oh, it irks me. Oh, my God, he traded Amari Cooper. Oh, my God, he did this. At the end of the day, I kind of like his no-shits-given attitude because, really, you look at some of the best coaches in the NFL, they have the no-shits-given attitude. Like, I don't care if your name's Amari Cooper. You're actually not that good right now. We're getting a first-round pick. Go for it. Trade it. So I'm kind of liking that John Gruden is kind of just getting rid of the people like the Khalil Mack trade wasn't a good trade obviously yeah. but he's getting he he's getting I think too much flack because I don't this team wasn't like a super team by any means coming into the year they did fire the coach for a reason yeah I think um people it's become almost like a fashionable trend to sit here and uh just be, uh you know harp on how bad John Gruden is I mean yeah they're bad and yeah, some of his decision making hasn't been good, like getting rid of Khalil Mack. But in general, what Amari Cooper? Uh, I mean, what, what Amari Cooper has been kind of a disappointment for being a top what fifteen pick in the NFL draft as a wide receiver. I'd say he's kind of underachieved here in the last at least year or two years. And for him to get rid of him for a first round draft pick is actually a good pick. So why why is, why do the players feel irked because he shouldn't be allowed to trade? Like how, how uh it well they're saying it was a uh, Oakland Raider players are unhappy with the knockout punch trade of Amari Cooper so they're saying oh it's like they you know we're calling the season an end first of all mm-hmm. the season is an end and number right. two let me tell you does this sound like a first draft pick and the first rounder caliber mm-hmm. kind of guy so far mm-hmm. through how many games are one and five through six games twenty two catches two hundred eighty yards and a touchdown nothing spectacular not. no. 
And, you know, I don't think – for yeah. me, the whole wide receiver position anyway – I mean, I like wide receivers. I think you need them. If you have a really good quarterback, they do help a little bit. But at the end of the day, a wide, has there any wide receiver in the game that actually puts your team over the top? Like him, himself. Like, yeah, obviously, if you're, <coughs> excuse me, the Falcons, you have Julio Jones, right? Yeah, he helps Matt Ryan get better. But if you get rid of Matt Ryan and Julio Jones is still there and you have, I don't know, name a very – Average quarterback is not going to put you Eli Manning, huh? <laughs> Eli Manning. Eli Manning. It's like, well, look at Odell Beckham Jr. Like wide receivers don't put you. They're frosting on the cake. They're not the cake. Yeah, and it, like what you're saying is exactly right. You look at Odell Beckham Jr. stats. Mm-hmm. This year he's at you know 53 catches for what is that? 650 yards and two touchdowns. Right, a good season. Mm-hmm. But then you go to somebody like Adam Thielen, right? Who mm-hmm. upgraded at quarterback. He has 67 catches, 822 yards, and five touchdowns. And for anybody you asked before this season, right, who's the better receiver? Uh, Odell. And I, I still believe Odell is. But who has the better quarterback? Uh, Adam Thielen. Yeah. So that he's going to put up better stats. Yeah. And so I feel like people are just over-exaggerating all these things about wide receivers. And don't, don't – uh, don't like, don't think that just because Amari Cruz is a cowboy now. I'm not saying you, but in general people, like – Derek Carr is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. If Amari Cooper had 22 catches, 200 yards through six games with mm-hmm. with Derek Carr, you know, there's a lot more complimentary pieces on the Cowboys when it comes to like the offensive line, the right. run game. But this isn't like a, people are acting because they traded a first round pick for it as if this is about to be some big time blockbuster like, like, trade. Like he might got, not do anything. They didn't get Jerry Rice yeah. or Odell Beckham Jr. They got maybe the 20th best receiver in the league. And he maybe. might. It might not be that impactful. Yeah, might. I mean, Des Bryant wasn't that impactful, and he's no. still like a decent, you know, <laughs> body. Decent player. A- absolutely. Uh, our last story for today in sports is the one that you wanted to talk about. Well, I'd like to talk about too, but you have the story. Yeah. Quarterback oh, okay. Kelly, who got released. All right. I, I, I thought you were going to say the last one, I and mean, I was going to jump in and be like, wait, I have one more, but I guess not. So I wasn't prepared there, but here we go. So um, quarterback Chad Kelly of the uh, Denver Broncos backup quarterback, um, who actually people were saying might get the starting job two weeks ago because they were unhappy with Case Keenum. Uh, got arrested, and this is not his first arrest. He got arrested while he was at Old Miss too for being uh, publicly uh, public intoxication, and this time oh, that's so the second time. Yeah, but this they didn't arrest him, I guess, for uh, public intoxication. Second issue time. he's had. Kind of. yeah. yeah, even though he was intoxicated. Broncos backup quarterback Chad Kelly was arrested early Tuesday of suspicion of criminal trespassing after a couple reported he came into their house uninvited and sat down on their couch mumbling incoherently. Uh, according to the police records, I'm, it is kind of funny. A man and a woman told the police that a stranger came into their Eaglewood, Colorado home after 1 a.m. The intruder sat down on the couch next to the woman who was holding the couple's young child and was mumbling incoherently. The man yelled at the intruder to get out of in, out and then hit him in the back with a vacuum tube. Uh, the police surveillance video I showed like that a, move, the vacuum, vacuum tube. tube. Yeah, yeah, I like that too. The police surveillance video showed a man wearing dark pants, a white long sleeve shirt with a brown vest and a red scarf around his neck. Kelly appears to have been at the team Halloween party hosted by Von Miller before. The uh, police said they found Kelly sitting in a black SUV parked about a block from the couple's home after the man chased Kelly out of the home. Damn. So how did they find out it was Kelly oh, from the car? That's how they yeah. found out it was him. Otherwise, he might have got out of yep out of trouble. Um, I'm looking at his arrest picture, and it's, I mean, like 
he looks fucked up. <laughs> yeah. His eyes are his eyes are at different levels. Like they're bloodshot. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I haven't seen that yet. I mean, like, cause I I thought he just looks like this, but like he looks like a pretty innocent guy outside of like that picture. Like his regular picture is looks like a normal white guy. Like you know, looks like a guy that wouldn't get in trouble. Then you look at his his mug shot. He is like he's confused. During the he's smiling, he's also confused while he's taking the mug shot. Like, like, where am I? Yeah, like just like he was confused on the couch. Yeah, and he um so he was dressed as a cowboy because Von Miller hosted a cowboy themed uh, Halloween party that he hosts every single year. So he, I guess, Kelly left the party and then ended up at this couple's house. Oh my god, I don't know what I'd do if this like cowboy just walked into my house. <laughs> he's probably, I mean, he's a NFL quarterback. He's probably like six four or six. What is he? Six two, and he's probably pretty. He's pretty buff looking in his picture. He's a pretty big guy. Yeah. Oh, well, so he's probably six four. I mean, I'm guessing he's an NFL six, quarterback. Three. He's six two, six three. Six three quarterback walk or cowboy walks into my house. I'd be like, huh? Well, and he's hammered. Like, uh, okay, you gotta go. Like, yeah, that's pretty bad. But here, according to this county sheriff's, the office was responding to reports that his booking form listed his blood alcohol level at point zero zero zero. But that could be a default entry if he refused to take tests, which is what I am assuming he did. I mean, obviously, he was not sober. Yeah. So that was obviously a mistake. Oh, man. Uh, actually, that's an interesting story. And he got cut. Um, I, I don't know. If today. We, today. Yeah. I mean, which is, seemed like probably the right thing to do. It kind of sucks. Yeah, it like, kind of sucks. Especially he was about to get the starting job, they're saying. Yeah. I, too much flash. By the way, that Broncos team, right? Mm-hmm. Just to put this on football for a second. Um, we we used to spend the last I'd say probably like last seven out of the last ten years talking about how good Elway is, is getting quarterback prospects and and figuring out the Broncos situation, right? Going from like this guy to this guy to this guy, and it's been pretty disastrous lately. From Trevor Simeon to Brock Osweiler's to this backup now to the Tim Tebow transition to Manning was like a great time for mm-hmm. him figuring out the team. Well, I mean, I think anyone could have figured out to, you know, maybe signing Peyton Manning would be a good risk to take. Good. Even when he had Tebow, it was actually worked out well. They went to the playoffs. He yeah, set up yeah. a good team. It's just been a little for a guy that's been known as doing a great job. It's been a little rough recently. Yeah, and it has been. And I think that's because, Sometimes, like, Michael Jordan as a talent evaluator for NBA basketball players hasn't been that good. Um, John Elway as a quarterback evaluator obviously hasn't been that good. Sometimes great players don't really equate to great talent evaluators at their position. Like, basketball, I kind of feel like all five positions are kind of kind of the same. So it's, like, just as a, you know, full spectrum. Like, basketball players sometimes don't do a good job evaluating basketball talent. But in football, like, a quarterback's... I, I don't know any quarterbacks who were general managers that were good at getting uh, – and I, these are just off the top of my head. They actually went and got good talent at the quarterback position. I, I mean, it, it, there's probably some. There's that probably some, quarterbacks, yeah. but not the top right. type of guys because you go back and you look at it. A lot of the, like, Isaiah Thomas of the world mm-hmm. didn't end up doing very well. The, you know, there's some that True. do well, but at the end of the day, too, you look at some of the top coaches in the, in the NBA, uh, I, I mean – Steve Kerr was not a super duper star. He's a champion multiple right. times, but he was not the guy. He wasn't the Jordan, the Kobe, the, the LeBron, the this guy. You have Greg Popovich. I think he played college, but he's just a smart mind and mm-hmm. didn't, was never a obviously didn't make the league. Brad Stevens never made the league. Do you think that might be because sometimes if you are gifted just naturally, 
you don't have to work as hard as a guy like Steve Kerr or as a guy like um, who who did you just name Brad Stevens, and you don't have to actually like you know the mental part of a game you don't have to take as serious. So you might f- work just as hard physically, but just I'm talking about the mental side of things. Yeah, like as an example, you're using Zion Williamson. I'm not. Right. Uh, doubting how hard he works because I'm not sure he might work harder than yeah. every single human in America for all I know but he technically doesn't need any of those extra physical advantages now because he's already so physically set mm-hmm. he it, it's like you're saying it's not he's not Steve Kerr out there having to mentally figure out okay I'm disadvantaged in all these different ways physically and, how, yeah. physically and I'm gonna be outsized and outnumbered and out jumped because with these coaches that weren't the super duper stars mm-hmm. they might actually have ways of Look at Brad Stevens. He was able to. He's the only coach so far that was able to hide Isaiah Thomas defensively correctly. Yeah, that's true. And make him work really well when he is physically one hundred percent a disadvantage. A hundred percent. That's why a lot of times you find like the smartest players in the league not to be the most physically gifted. Now LeBron James is one of the smartest basketball players, and I he's a rare breed where it seems like he's mentally like very smart in the game and physical. But usually it's like, oh, yeah, the smartest guy on the team is Chris the, Paul, Rajon Rondo, Rajon Rondo, yeah, skinny, guy, this tall, skinny guy. Yeah, or guys who really aren't physically dominant. Yeah, Tim Duncan. Tim he's Duncan. tall, but he's not, not fast. He's not really buff. Can't jump that high. Right. Yeah, it's all you're right. It's always that guy. I mean, LeBron's a rare case. Rare case. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Magic even, Johnson was a rare case. Yeah, because even. Like Jordan, right? He he might be better than LeBron total, but like we don't know if I don't know if he was necessarily IQ as good of he might have just been better at basketball, but I don't right. know if he has IQ better than right. like a LeBron James. And it's like you said, it's usually because it's usually not the LeBron James. It's usually that point guard. It's Robert, it's usually that Robert Ory. <laughs> yeah, like he's mentally just really understands where to be at the exact same time. Yeah. While. Jordan's just like dep- dep- like he might be pretty good at knowing where to be, but regardless of where it is, it's gonna go in. And so that, that's why I always say like these guys can't coach. Like imagine Kobe trying to coach the Lakers. All right, man, I want you to you know take a fall away, twenty seven footer, and drain it right and now. And they're like, no, tell me what spot to get to. Yeah, actually. I can't drain I, that. I think LeBron could be a rare case, like a like a Magic Johnson, yeah. a LeBron. Um, if I had to put my money on it, I would I would probably be more. I would say it's more likely to get a guy like a Rajon Rondo, Chris Paul when they're done. Yep. Or, for example, a guy that's been offered GM positions like, like a Chauncey Billups. Billups right? yeah, yeah. Like, that's another great example. So it's going to be interesting to see, though, because there is going to be somebody. Well, there's going to be multiple people out of this generation right now. Mm-hmm. They're going to try to be coaches. It happens in every single Every, like yeah. generation yeah and i just wanted to shout out chad kelly for getting us into a conversation about chauncey billups's coaching future yeah seriously <laughs> i don't know how that worked out uh it's sweet, weird, it's said, weird, hey, guys. weird how those things just go from like chad kelly got arrested that dressed as a cowboy no, to, it's because i mentioned john elway and then we got into gm yeah i know there it's it just is. funny how it all like gets into that oh chad kelly all right so what we're really talking about today sweet he said hi uh h douglas harrison picking the red Sox tonight um before we just get into this topic of the World Series yeah. in Boston versus L.A., and that's kind of what we're trying to do for these next 20 minutes here is talk about two dominant sports markets right now, right? Mm-hmm. And usually there's some New York mixed in there and stuff, but right now it's really Boston, L.A. Right. Um, but first, uh, any takeaways from the game last night, and who do you think is winning tonight? Uh, takeaways from the game last night was 
the only takeaway really, and I, I'm not a bit analytical baseball guy, but when Baez. Baez was, you know, we got the first two guys out and looked really dominant doing it. I don't think taking him out was the greatest idea, but uh, I'm actually taking the Dodgers tonight as well. This is if they get a split in Boston, it's a success. Just because he lost Game One doesn't necessarily put them in a really bad hole. Uh, David Price is on the mound. He only has one win so far in his uh, playoff well, career. He didn't even get the win last time. It was a oh, team didn't... win because I think they ended up winning. If I'm no, not mistaken, I thought he left the game with the lead and got his first win. I could be wrong, so don't uh, yeah, check on that. But with David Price on the mound, who hasn't necessarily been the most lights out pitcher in um, you know with the postseason, I think the Dodgers get the win tonight. You have the Dodgers getting the win tonight. Yep. Okay. Uh, I think I'm going for the Dodgers as well. Um, they really need this if they have any chance of competing. You can't go down to it. And I know they have three games in L.A., right. but, I mean, unless they lose this and then go to L.A. And win three. and win, Or at least win the first two, and then you can maybe lose the yeah. game three and win two in a row in Boston. But if you if you lose today and lose any of the next two, the season, season's over. Right. So I'm going with – I am going to go with them. It, it says he has – these three wins in this postseason career, three and nine. That's uh, not correct, is it? I don't think so. But I thought it, he was zero and eight, like going. Into but postseason. he might have. Um, it might be he got some in Tampa, but I don't think he's gotten any in Boston. Maybe that's what it is. I'm a little. Confused. And Omar says he only pitched four innings, so he didn't qualify for the. So win. I was right. Yeah. So I because I remember I read it said it was a David Price gets his first team win right as a pitcher. About I think it was. I think you might be right. It's in Boston. It was his first team win. So. Uh, not a quality start, but that's that's also a little rough, and it's a cold night again, of course. Um, I did hear, of course, a Boston native, Bill Simmons, talks about this. He mm-hmm. said the home field advantage is not that great right now in Boston when it's freezing like this. People right. tend to be a little um, – it tends to be a little quieter. It tends to be a little, like, more reserved because yeah. it's freezing. Um I'm going to take the Dodgers tonight. And I know a lot of people think the Dodgers don't have a chance. And I know that, right? You just got a comment saying that Boston has all the way. Yeah. Yeah. All my friends tell me, all my friends that aren't Dodger fans like me say they have no chance. They might be Uh, right. But but my thing is, I know Boston has a slight advantage, but I think people are underestimating the bats of the Dodgers. And And the Dodgers have a couple good starting pitchers and a good bullpen. Last night, you're right, I don't like analytics. Don't take out that pitcher. I know sometimes, like, pitching a lefty versus a righty or whatever, like, you know, you got to switch it up. But, like, if you have a pitcher that's going well, go for it. And those were the two best pitchers in the series. And so I feel like now both bats are going to have some more chances. And it's really – I think both of them have an equal opportunity to bring in runs. Yeah, and the thing with me that I'm really thinking when people say they have no chances, I think we're kind of underestimating the – the experience that the Dodgers have by being in the World Series last year, uh, I think that actually helps them. You know, and, yeah. uh, and, and Ken doesn't care. Ken doesn't care, and you know, Ken, good, don't care. I mean, I don't care that you don't care, <laughs> but we all don't care that you don't care. But anyway, um, the Dodgers, the experience of being in the World Series last year, I think, gives them some type of mental help. I'm not saying it's going to put them over the edge, but at least they have guys who've been there two years in a row. Yeah, I feel like Boston has a lot of guys that are mentally ready, though. But maybe mentally ready, but they have they been there? This the, this Red Sox team. I mean, the 2013 Red Sox who won the World Series and their last Red Sox team to make no, the World Series. No, but they've been Series. in the playoffs, and they're, they're, 
I mean, the World Series might be a different stage. I don't think so. It didn't look. I mean, they just won eight to four last night. Yeah, no, but so, they haven't gone on the road yet. That's. F- I, I'm not worried about that. I mean, LA is also a big home field advantage type of place. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it has anything to do with the experience or anything like that. I just truly think we're underestimating the bats of the Dodgers, and they were. They. I know they they won what 16 less games in Boston right. this year, but. The Dodgers were like third in the division for a lot of the beginning of the year and had some injuries. Like it took some while for them to get going. That's true. And I think a lot of times we base things just off records. Red Sox won 108 games. Yeah. Well, there's teams. Our Mariners won 116 once and got cold in the playoffs. Yeah. And that happens. happens. Just because you have a great record doesn't always mean that you're that team. Um, sometimes it does, but there, there there are situations where you don't play that great. Just I mean, just because you want over 100 games. Very fair. Um, all right. Boston, L.A. Um, I like that. Uh, so you see that Puig has never been mentally ready to play. LOL. He weird. Puig is weird, and I love it. He's weird, but I think that makes him even more mentally prepared. I think he just doesn't give a shit. Like, and not that he doesn't give a shit. He cares about the game, but I just don't think like anything bothers Puig. Yeah, he's not like overly concerned about the pressure. Or anything. Yeah, that's what I Because mean. he is weird, and I love it. Yeah, I think his weirdness helps him actually maybe become more clutch, which he was clutch in Game 7 against the Brewers. That's true. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't, like, and think – I don't think he presses, like, oh, man, like, this is game. This is the World Series. I think he just goes out there and hits, and he really thinks he's the best player to ever play. Because well, this game. dude really got sent to AAA before and came right. back and then got sent again and came back, and he just doesn't – didn't – obviously hasn't faced him. Right, exactly. He doesn't care. Um, all right. For our last, like, 15 minutes here. What we did want to talk about today is kind of the comparison of Boston versus LA sports. Which is better right now? Which is hotter? You obviously have the Rams, the best team in mm-hmm. football. The Dodgers, the best team in the NL, and now in the World Series, you have the, the Chargers. LA Lakers. The Chargers are five and two, right? Yeah. The LA Lakers just got LeBron James. The Clippers aren't too shabby actually either right now, even though they have no superstar. Um, LA is on fire, but then you have uh, it's so different. I feel like LA is the flashy, the hot, like. The Chargers, they're so fun. They have the cool bolt jerseys. The Rams, the new fun young team. Young the coach. Lakers, LeBron James, like and a young coach with with the Lakers too. And the young players, it's LeBron. It's Showtime. And even the Dodgers, it's like Puig and Manny Machado and just way more like the the fun that fun kind of stuff that we're talking about. Right. And then you go to the like blue collar in Boston right now right. that has the Patriots. It has the Celtics who are just gonna probably be the closest team to compete with the Warriors. Mm -hmm. And of course it has the Red Sox who are the historic storied franchise. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm not going to count. Yeah. The Sox count college sports. Cause then obviously LA and Boston doesn't really have like big college football. They have Boston college. They're not like, you know, like LA is big on college football. Yeah, but they're even LA footballs were de- college football is down. Right yeah, now it's anyway, down so right they're now. both down, yeah, like whatever. And Boston College used to be really good. At basketball, yeah, and in football, yeah, football too. They had a couple yeah. good years in football. So, but I mean, just in those major, prof- well, I mean, we're talking about professional sports. Yeah. So there you go, professional sports. You do have the blue collar, the like storied franchises, the Patriots, the Celtics, the Red Sox, doing amazing. And then you got these, the Flash. I know, yeah. I know, Lakers are historic, but they're Showtime. Yeah, they're supposed to be that flash, that showtime. You get the Rams now; they're the bright yellow jerseys, like the the Todd Gurley, all the star players, mm-hmm. the young quarterback, the young coach, and the Dodgers, the fun team that has the weird guys, the Puig, the trades from Manny Machado. Mm-hmm. It's in L.A. I, I really have trouble deciding which city's hotter right now. Yeah, um, 
So do I, but here's let's look at it at success rate, right? I actually think that the Patriots, you know, they've gone farther in the last couple of years in the playoffs than the Rams. That's one check. I think the Patriots right now are slightly... Who's better today? I think the Rams might be a tiny bit better this year. If you were to bet your life on it, who goes farther this year, Rams or Patriots? In a one game farther? Yeah. I think they're both going to Super Bowl. So. Okay, me too. <laughs> I, I mean... Li- li- Which is pretty crazy. We might have two different sports where the, it's Boston, L.A. But You never know. You could have three if like somebody on the Warriors got hurt. Right, Probably true. find a way to get to the finals. My thing is, this year with the Rams-Patriots, right? I'd say one game Super Bowl, the Rams' first time at this crew in the Super Bowl versus Tom Brady, I'd probably take the Patriots. Yeah. But if I'm talking about, like, if it was in, like, everybody in the sport, a series, I would probably pick the Rams, like, three out of five games because they're actually the more talented. But, like, a one-game Super Bowl, I just – it's really hard for me to count out Tom Brady. Me too. Because it'd be their first time in a 32-year-old head coach. Just to be fair, the Rams right now are playing better football than the – than the Patriots, yes. Overall, this year, so let's 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 give a little check mark to the uh, to the Rams. To the Rams, because the okay. other side, the other two are going to be Boston. Yes, <laughs> Boston. The Celtics are better than the Lakers. They, this might not last too long. <laughs> it might be by next year the Lakers are better than Boston. Which, by it will. Uh, did you see Brian Winhurst today? His new no, report. No, what's that? He, uh, I saw a tweet by Nick Wright saying the Kyrie Irving. Uh, commitment is once again sounding because he like talked to some New York media saying he's considering the Knicks. It's sounding like more like an engagement than right. engagement than a marriage. Exactly. Brian Winhorse is the most plugged man. The Celtics have started off slow too. They're two and yeah. two, just like the Lakers but, starting but, off one. But, but, but the, they're better. Right they're now. better right now. Yeah. And then the Red Sox and Dodgers really, I think that the winner of this series takes, you know, the king of a court until the football season's over. If, if Boston wins, I think Boston's number one. If LA wins, I think LA is number one. And then we find out football season if it, that can flip flop. Um, it's more likely that Boston sports wins more championships this year. Yeah, and that's at the end of the day. But, but LA sports is still flashier, and they, yes, they're flashier, and they might have the more long term right now when mm-hmm. it comes to. I know people might argue the Celtics might have more long term for like ten years, but I'm talking like the, the okay midterm, like the mm-hmm. five year plan. Because for all I know, I. I this Lakers team is going to get a superstar. It might be Anthony Davis. It might be Kawhi Leonard. It might be, I'm not sure who, but it might be somebody. And then they're going to be pretty equal for the next five years yeah. with the Boston Celtics team. And then you're going to have that, funny that, Boston, Rams, that Boston LA rivalry. It's so weird how it comes, like even the season. It comes back around. It comes back around. Yeah. It always comes back around. And then you have the Patriots, Rams. The Rams are probably better off in the, the midterm and like the five and the, to seven and, years and the, yeah i mean i'm Belichick no, because i was saying long-term boston's way better off than the lakers because jason tatum has a 20-year career i mean lebron okay. only has like a five-year so i'm talking like the midterm the midterm i'd probably say the dodgers the mid at the midterm are also right at that about, yeah, about the same both, the boston. I mean, boston's pretty young with jd martinez and mookie Betts and and but la's best players probably maybe not best player but their most important players clayton kershaw and you know, pitchers don't last as long as uh, hitters do. So, it, it, yeah, in the long term, probably the Red Sox are in better shape. Yeah. I, I, and I don't know if they're signing Machado. I mean, there's a lot of things to be left. We'll find out. Yeah. Uh, I got a couple comments on Periscope from NBA Lakers Report. Okay. They said, hashtag LA, great podcast. Magic Johnson going to pitch for the Dodgers tonight, wins tonight. Is he Magic Johnson? Is Magic Johnson throwing out the first pitch? Uh, it's in Boston. Why would he 
Oh, yeah, good point. Okay. He was at the game yesterday, I mean, for obvious reasons. He said, and then he said Lakers versus Suns. The Lakers are getting their first win tonight. I don't panic about the Lakers through three games of the NBA season, but if they lose tonight, my radar will go up a tiny bit. Very, very tiny. It'll be like, you know, but like. Also huh. missing Rondo and Brandon Ingram, which might be their, right now, they're like second most important player and their second best player. You know, it's just <laughs> starting off 0 4 is just like, ugh. Well, the only other 0 4 teams are like, uh, who is it right now? The Cavs, <laughs> of <laughs> course. Shocking. That's weird. Um, Did they lose any players last offseason in the Cavs? LeBron oh. James. Uh, who else is 0-4? There's a couple other 0-4 teams. Yeah. Uh, are you looking that up right yeah. now? Yeah. Okay, There's cool. a couple more. I'm like, it's really bothering me that I'm not remembering right now because I think I told you them yesterday. Uh, is it the Knicks? No, the Knicks have won a game, didn't they? Yeah, they won their first game of the year. They were no, they were first in the East through one it's game. the Bulls, 0-3. Cavs, 0-3. Lakers, 0-3. Oh, yeah, the easy one. The Oklahoma City Thunder, 0-3. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, which is that's more of a panic space for me. To me too, yes. Especially because I through a couple games watching Russell Westbrook, he hasn't looked necessarily uh, the same. He's only played one game, or one game. Well, that one game he didn't look very healthy in the highlights. So. We lost to the Kings. Yeah, that's not who you want to lose to. Yeah, but the first game against in the season, it was an eight point game against the Warriors mm-hmm. with just Paul George at Clippers with just Paul George. Mm-hmm. You, I would have, I would have more. Uh, I would have more liked to see Russell Westbrook's comeback to be a win against the Kings and it'd be a little ease, like, okay, they're, yeah. they're one and two, but it's he's back. Uh, but we'll find out. And their next game's against the Celtics. So Oof. tomorrow on TNT at 5. Um, It'll be a fun game to watch, though. Yeah, no, we'll definitely. And the Celtics are two and two. If they take that loss, they're two and three all of a sudden. And then, you know, the, the Lakers, they after they play Phoenix uh, the, tonight, they, they play Denver tomorrow, too. I mean, you, if you start, you can easily start off 0 5 if you lose to the Suns, that is. If it, at San Antonio, at Minnesota. Not an easy schedule. No, I mean. It's just a, it's kind of front loaded. I was telling you the other day that they should have just started off the Lakers with the Suns, then the Kings, and you know. <laughs> you know what their problem is? Is their defense. They're giving up 132 points per game. And that and should. I know there was the overtime with the Spurs, but that's still. If the other games were in the 90s, it wouldn't be 130. Right. And especially when you have a young team, I expect young teams to play a little bit better defense, a little bit harder defense. Yeah. I mean, it's the worst, most points given up in the league. Yeah. You know? I mean, even the Spurs, who were also in that game, giving up 140 points, they're averaging 120, which is like middle of the pack. True. But at the end of the day, they did play Portland, who's, you know, last year was a high, high, high scoring team, and Houston, who was, I think, the highest scoring team outside of either them or, New- or the Pelicans were the highest scoring team last year. And then San Antonio game went into overtime, which added some more points. So, I mean, they have played some pretty good offenses. Yeah, but I, like, like always... We all should pump the brakes until yeah. things get going. Because if you look at the look at the West right now, you have a zero and three Thunder, an zero and three Lakers, a one and two Jazz, a one and two Rockets. All this stuff will equal out. I don't think the Nuggets are going to be the one seed. And you no look one's at, ever been eliminated from the NBA playoffs through three games. Yeah, and you look at the the East. I mean, the Pistons are undefeated. The Boston Celtics are two and two. The Wizards are one and two. This stuff will probably shape out. Yeah, it'll all even out. Um, I'm really excited for a nice game, though. Yeah. Um, t- oh, you mean tonight's baseball game? Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I'm also excited for tomorrow's NBA and the NFL schedule, which we'll talk about tomorrow. Which we will talk about tomorrow. We got a couple comments. All Let's right. Get through those. Um, 
Omar said, Boston is deep in Cora. Boston's coach was there last year. Boston's red hot right now. That's true. Cora that, was the uh, bench coach for the Astros last year. I, I like Alex Cora. Me too. I, I've, I was actually wanting the Mariners to hire his brother, uh, Joey Cora. Joey Cora. I like that. Uh, Omar said, it goes to Boston, L.A., then Houston, in my opinion. Houston actually would be the third probably biggest right now. I'd probably go Houston or and Philadelphia is pretty good, I think, too. Eagles, Sixers. Philly didn't make the playoffs. But they look had at a good Houston, year. People look at Houston. Uh, Texans are in first place in the division yeah. right now. The Astros were probably the second, not probably, they were the second mm-hmm. best team in the AO, and the Rockets were one game away from the NBA Finals last yeah, year. Yeah, I'm going to go Houston 3, Philly 4. Yeah, I'm trying to see if there's anything like I was going to say the Bay the Air. played good, but that's. And the Bay Area only has one team that's playing good. Well, no, the A's made the playoffs. The A's if did Garoppolo make the playoffs. Garoppolo didn't get hurt. Yeah, it could be the Bay The problem is with the Bay Area, too. I feel like Oakland, you got to separate like... Oakland and San Francisco. Warriors can be on both, but then Oakland and San Francisco teams have to be separate. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know if there's any other cities right now that are that hot. The Miamis aren't that hot. No. It's interesting, actually. I think it's Philly fourth. It probably is. DC Sports. No. Just, in the, I mean, the Capitals. Yeah, it'd probably be the Phillies fourth. I think that that was actually... I, I didn't even think of Houston, but yeah. now that, that actually makes... Quite some serious sense. Absolutely. Yeah, Houston third. Sweet Tea said LeBron always has a slow start. Um, that, that's true. That I, is I, true. I don't know how many times. This is one thing. I, I think I tweeted this today. But I, said, I don't know how many times we have to see LeBron start off like 0-2 or 0-3 and, and freak out. Yep. I mean, it took. Well, it's his first 0-3 start since 2000. Okay, but it took 17 right, games I to know, go above 500 with Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade. No, no absolutely. It, it took him until 9-8 and eight to be above 500 and uh, – they're going to be fine. Um, I'm not panicking. No. Personally. Sweet uh, said, we OKC. I mean, like, we OK, but with OKC, I think it's a play on words. I think so. I like that. He had 36 points. But the problem with Westbrook, Westbrook when, he, when he has 37 points, it's always on volume. Yeah, and he just didn't look explosive as he usually does. And that's what happens after a knee injury. William said, so should, who should win tonight, Suns or Lakers? They should be the Lakers. Yeah. But Sweet said, Booker is going to be a problem. William King agrees. Booker is a problem already. He's oh, yeah. like this year. I think was the breakout year, and DeAndre Ayton looks good. This team yep. has a bright future. And I wouldn't sleep on it. Right. And are you call- saying it's a bright future because their name is the Phoenix Suns? That's a good play on words. Yeah, I would say that about every team. I know. <laughs> uh, Williams said once I saw the schedule when it first came out, I said four and ten for the Lakers. It won't play out that way. Yeah, either. and if it does start four and ten, that's a serious problem. That's a that's a problem. Yeah, here, here's the it's thing. It's a problem for like where we thought there would be where it's a two or three seed. Okay, but I, I also tweeted this out. Yeah. I said, let's take a look at their losses, right? Mm-hmm. Close game against the number one seed in the West, right. in the Rockets, with a big fight at the end, whatever. Close game against, who's game one? Sorry, I'm blanking. Raptors, uh, Blazers. The Blazers, the three seed in the West last year. Mm-hmm. And then a close game against the Spurs, who were the seventh seed without Kawhi Leonard. Now right. they added DeMar DeRozan, which makes them probably a little better. Right. These aren't like uh, no, there wasn't a loss to the Grizzlies, the Suns, and the, and the Kings. Kings. Right. I just, I'm, at some point, you have to start worrying about – now, you, we both predicted, what, second or third seed? If you start off very slow, let's say, like William said, four and ten, which I don't think they will, you got to worry about the three seed. That's true. Yeah. But no, you don't but, have to – I don't worry about them making the playoffs. No, I think that that theory that they might not make the playoffs, I think, is, is false. Me too. Um, all right, I got the Dodgers tonight. Same here. That's all we got today, right? That's it. Tomorrow we'll be back. 
Dodgers. Uh, we got the Dodgers, Red Sox, some NBA tonight. We'll probably get into some NFL, college football. I'll get a bunch of stuff going on the platform tomorrow. Absolutely. On the platform, on the book, on the on the show, on, on the, the show. on the dial, I don't on know. the pod. On the pod. Don't forget to download the podcast if you missed the show live. Or if you're listening on the podcast, you can watch us live on Facebook.com slash Sports or on our other social media platforms and our Twitter. Um, type in Sound Sports or type in that being said. And you can find us on Apple or SoundCloud. Uh, George? What's up, man? This is sports radio, and this is... Oh, man. I've been gone <laughs> that, for so long. That was the first time you've ever messed that up. This is Sports on Tab, and this is Sports Radio. <laughs> Redefined. Something extraordinary has happened to Judy Sizemore's closet, making it feel more like a closet. closet. An area that once caused claustrophobia now has enough space, space. to hold all of Judy's striped boat neck sweaters. And Judy Sizemore has a lot of striped right, right. boat neck sweaters. sweaters. The Container Store Custom Closet Sale is here with up to 25% off all systems, including Alpha. The Container Store, where space comes from. Summer's almost over, but at Old Navy, the styles are as hot as ever. Get to Old Navy now for 30% off all jeans, 40% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, get 30, 40, and 50% off all your favorite styles for the whole family, plus up to 75% off clearance. Hurry in fast. These deals won't last. The sale ends soon at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid in-store 822 to 828 and online 822 to 824. Excludes in-store clearance, bubbles, active, licensed, and men's package tees.